Welcome to the Hitting Turbulence Podcast, a place where we discuss beautiful ups and downs of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Dr. Jade Gary, but just call me Jade. I'm a course creation expert and an intuitive business mentor. I help women package up their brilliance into impactful courses, programs, webinars, videos, and more. But we dive so much deeper by tapping into my intuitive and spiritual gifts. I love helping women harness their power and potential by connecting more deeply with themselves via tarot, crystals, pendulums, and other powerful tools. I'm so excited that you are tuning in to this episode starting now. Hi, Yvonne. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thanks, Jake. I'm happy to be here. Of course. So tell me a little bit about your business. Okay. So I run Amaze Yourself, which is a coaching business. And I work with driven business owners who want to grow their business, but who are craving extra time. Mm -hmm. And they are so excited about what they do that they actually do it all. And that's why they, at the end of the day, feel drained of their energy because they just keep, you know, adding to their workload and they feel like they're doing too much and don't have the freedom you know, why they started their business in the first place. So they find themselves in a catch-22 situation. They want to grow their business, but right now it's means for them working day and night and they're ready to let go of that. Oh, that's so powerful because I feel like I see that a lot. Like it's very trendy right now to be having those record-breaking months and years. Yes. But then when you, yeah, like everywhere you turn, you're seeing those. But then I feel like when you actually get people talking about it, doing those record sales and stuff, most of the time they're really burnt out and have no time left anymore. And I think it's really important to establish that from the beginning. If you're wanting to, of course it takes, you know, a lot of hard work getting your business off the ground, but if you're going to, if you're wanting freedom in your business and you're working seven days a week, you know, over 40 hours a week, that's not really the freedom you wanted, is it? No, it's not. And and I will make a bold statement here. I think you can still make um, a lot of money, let me not curse, but a lot of money if you want that and not work as much. Yeah. It's really, and I'm, I'm with you, you know, a lot of the, the, oh, I made a million in three weeks and I'm exaggerating on purpose, of course. But you see this a lot and you go like, oh my word, I want that too. Um the people that promote that are always, in my view, or a lot of time business coaches that tell them, this is how I did it, so this is how you need to do it. Um, and they're right, they're doing it. But what I find is that it doesn't really matter where you are in your business, whether you're starting or whether you're a well-established entrepreneur already. There is always one thing that we do wrong. We want to do it all. Mm-hmm. And trust me, If you focus on one thing, whether it is one social media channel, one way of marketing, one program, one ideal client, and you would focus your full intention on that, 
the whole time, then your business is going to take off no matter what. Yes. It's, you kind of can't stretch yourself thin to where you're everywhere because you can't give yourself to every platform, to everything. And people are going to feel that, that you're so overstretched. I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, but it's also, you know, let's say um, you like Instagram a lot and then you're on Instagram and you're doing quite well, but you're not where you want to be yet because we're always hungry for more. Right. Um, and then someone tells you about these amazing um, uh, results they got on Pinterest. And you go like, oh, well, let me check out Pinterest as well. But then if you would have continued with Instagram and you would have taken a deeper dive, you would have made more connections then Instagram would have taken off. But right now you are doing Instagram and Pinterest and most likely you're not doing both well. Mm. It's, it's, we all are um, suffering from the, the shiny object syndrome. You know, it is not just with the way we market ourselves, but then, and I think, I don't know about you, but when I started my business, I was stunned with all these um things you see and everybody recommending stuff and in the beginning especially you feel you have to do everything oh you don't have a newsletter yet oh it's never gonna work oh you don't have a great transformational website oh it's never gonna work and and all of it is true but i also know entrepreneurs who made really a very well established business in their own way without having it all Yes. And I think that's so important. I have a lot of clients come to me and talk about, well, I don't want to be on TikTok or I don't want to be on whatever social media platform. And I tell them you don't have to be, especially if you're just starting out, find a platform that you at least don't hate yeah, <laughs> and really nurture that. Because when you grow and you can bring on a team, then they can do the work of putting it out in so many other places. But if you're trying to to do it all, just like you're saying, it's a really quick way to get burnt out, I feel like, or to tap out of your potential audience um, because you're no longer connecting with them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Do you feel like that's an experience that you had starting out? Do you feel like you got thrown in every direction or do you feel like your, um, your burnout came more from like a corporate aspect? Like, tell me a little bit about your story. Yeah, so I started my career as an international tax lawyer in one of the global top three audit firms. Amazing. And I learned um, three great lessons. One, time is money. Two, to be very efficient and effective with my time. And the third one, obviously, don't waste time. So I was very good at incorporating these in my work environment. And through that, I climbed the corporate ladder quite quickly. I gained a senior leadership position, which also meant that I had to work what felt like day and night, which I gladly did as ambitious and driven as I am. But there came a moment where I burned myself out because I lost myself on the way of climbing the ladder. Now, for my story, it would be amazing if I could now tell you, and that changed my life completely and I never worked hard again. The reality was... I did make myself more of a priority for sure, because before that I didn't. So, you know, I really took care of myself, but I maintained to work hard. So then after a couple of years, I did a lot of preparation. I started my own company thinking, 
this is going to be it right now. I'm going to have all the freedom that I want. But if you don't hold yourself back, I'm not holding yourself back is not the right word. If you not channel yourself and focus rightly, you will do everything. And then one morning I woke up having my own company and I was thinking, oh, it's Monday. I don't want to work. Oh, no. And that freaked me out in my own business, not looking forward to a working day. I was like, okay, something is off. I then discovered that I I took all my productivity tools, everything, and I implemented them, but I kept doing everything as well. Mm. So what you then get is you're doing a whole lot of everything, which means in the end, you're not channeling, you're not focusing, so you don't get the results you're after. That was the day that I decided no more. Now I'm focusing. Now I'm very specific in what I do. And that helped me tremendously. Wednesdays are my day off. I normally don't start before 10 a.m. My afternoons, I'm off to spend with my daughter. And weekends, I only sometimes, I don't know about you, but when I relax, I just sometimes get very inspired to write a blog. So that's if the inspiration is there, I will do it. But there's no more, oh, I have to do this. I am running a very successful business, growing still, but working less. I love that. And I feel like that's the dream, really, is to be able to do that. And it's so powerful. What do you feel? Because I think this is something that um, a lot of new entrepreneurs can struggle with is they don't, they know they can't do it all, but they don't necessarily have the funds to outsource the other activities. Do you have any tips for that? Yes. So, and it's very true. You don't have to, uh, you, you, you may not have the, the money yet um, or you feel not comfortable, especially when you're just work, uh, starting out. The thing is, there is always something that you like to do best because it it matches your personality so let's take for example networking well it's not a great example right now because many network events are in-house but still you can network online right so i know people that are born to network they just love chatting to people and do everything you know it's their thing if that is you you can't outsource that Keep doing that, but make sure that you do more of it, Mm. okay? Now, there are also people who, for example, love to do video, and they are amazing at it. So maybe then, if that's you, focus on YouTube. The thing is, find what you love to do or what is most easy for you to do. Do more of that. And then you don't have to outsource because you simply don't do all the other things, Yeah, that's that's really the best tip I can give you when you're starting out and thinking you have to do it all. You know, it in some way it sounds almost too good and too simple to be true. But I'm sitting here thinking through that. Well, what about all of these TikTok famous people who that's just what they did, right? Like, I feel like that was really huge over the past couple of years. Maybe they lost a job or quit their job or needed something to do inside the house. And so they just got on TikTok for fun, started, you know, doing this, posting regularly and 
they have grown businesses, brand deals, all of these things just from sticking to that one platform. That's really powerful when you step back and think about the reach you can have when it's something you're willing to put the time in for. Like I'm feeling my own light bulb moment of just like really how impactful that can be. Well, and I I love that you mentioned those influencers on TikTok, right? Because here um, at home, we have a lot of discussions around it because my daughter, uh, she's 10 and she watches a lot of these YouTube influencers. And at first she thought, oh, I'm just going to start my YouTube channel and then I'm going to make millions, right? Mm -hmm. Like we all would like, let's be honest. But it's funny if you look at one of those influencers right now and if you look at their beginning videos, they also learned, they got more um, sophisticated with the editing. They, they, I don't know, became better dancers or whatever they're doing. They learned from, by doing it a lot and seeing others and, and really get that in-depth knowledge. And over time, they just got better because that makes sense. You know, if you practice a lot, you get better. And, and, and that's all that to it. But make sure that you find something that lights you up. Like you said, they just started it for fun. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they discovered, hey, other people think I'm funny too. Great. Right. right. And if I, if I do a dance, I get even more views. And if I do, I don't know, make a, a funny face, I get even more likes. So I do more of that. And that's basically what business is as well. When you when you try to sell something, you've got an idea, you're going to test it with your customers. They either love it or they don't. So you 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 keep on tweaking until it is amazing and it sells like hot buns. Yes, it's so important because you're right. We all start from somewhere, but I feel like on the internet, we... Um, don't often see people starting places anymore, right? Like, especially say on TikTok, you have to scroll for so long to get to someone's first few videos. But on YouTube, it's so much easier. You can still sort um, by, you know, all of that. But you're totally right. I was talking to a client about this a little bit this week because we were talking about video um, and she was talking about how much she hates to edit it. And I'm like, yeah, it's awful to edit video on your phone. Like, I don't do it. Um, I'm still going to go old school and import it into my computer. And a lot of people are because it's too difficult on your phone, but it's that growing and learning and using the tools you have and not feeling like you have to, um, I don't know, perfect something new, right? Um, like I don't need to learn a new platform when I can use Camtasia or something like that. Um, That's so, and it's so interesting that you brought up your daughter with it too, because I think it's going to be really wild to see the next generation and what all they do because they're getting these ideas so young. Like I never thought I would be doing this at that age. (laughs) I know it's amazing, right? I I still remember when uh, reels were just introduced on Instagram and I had followed a a webinar one and a half hours and I had been playing with it and I was very okay I made my own reel so my daughter walks in and she goes like what you doing I'm I'm making a reel so I show her (laughs) okay so I'm a couple of hours working on this testing it next next day she's like five minutes and she has her own reel yes but the beauty of it is also she didn't worry about a thing She just made, she just looked at it and she um, did something like, okay, and now I'm changing, you know, putting her hand to the camera, changing outfits. And I was like, how did you do it? I just did. And that's another thing, because if you're younger, 
that, that's I think a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with that. She doesn't, nothing is holding her back. She doesn't care. She just does it. If she looks stupid, well, who cares? I'll, I'll either delete it or I'll do better next time. And we often overthink it and we want to make it perfect. Her videos aren't perfect. She doesn't care. Mm-hmm. It's just for fun. But the thing is, she does now now look at back and she goes like, yeah, I don't like that. So I'll do it different next time. And that also really helps. You know, if, uh-huh. if you really hate editing a video, so why edit? Yes. yes, it can be so many different ways to do it. And I don't know why that's got me really emotional. Just like that. Um, uh, I hope she gets to keep that forever. That <laughs> I think it's like my own inner child being like, see, um, <laughs> but I, that's so powerful. And I love when people are able to learn with their children on things like that. I have so many clients that have kids and I'm like, ask your kiddo, like they are going to tell you more than I ever could about the hashtags, about the reels. Like, yeah, I'm happy to give you guidance, but they like, they are the go. You have an in-house expert. <laughs> true, That's true. And they figure it out. That's the other thing. They don't, they don't mind. They just go push buttons and try and, oh, I like this. Oh, I don't like that. And that's, I think, you know, it would help if we approach our business as a child. Yes. And, and, and really don't, don't have a care in the world what others think of us. Because the truth is the people that are meant for us will love us. And the people that don't like us, that's also fine. We can't be for everyone. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be for everyone because can you imagine how exhausting that would be if you would be there for everyone? Yes. And it's so important because that com- that keeps coming up in my head, that saying comparison is the thief of joy, right? So if you're looking that you have to have, you know, the perfect reel, or I used to think you really had to have a perfectly curated Instagram feed. Like I thought that like had to be it, you know, and I've been noticing like that doesn't matter. Like no. the, the pictures that do the best are like the ones with me and my dog. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how can they not? But it's all just such, we've gotten so rigid about so many things that we've forgotten the joy that comes with just sharing what you want. I mean, getting your message across, right? Like that's also important, but it doesn't have to be this beautifully photoshopped, um, Canva made, you know, shareable graphic. Like it can just be what you're doing that day. So much power in it. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I think that's really powerful. Yeah. Ah, I just love that you're really focusing on helping people be really thriving in their business um, so they can actually get to have the business that they want. Like that is, I think it's easy to get lost in that shuffle. Yes, it is. Yeah. And I've got quite a bit of experience. I don't know about you, but I also have a very broad interest so when I started my business, I've, I've done it all, you know, I've done uh, LinkedIn training, career coaching, um, a life coaching, um, a work-life balance. I've, I've done it all until I actually, I thought, you know, what is it? What's my biggest lesson? Mm-hmm. What do I really incorporate well? And that's really creating time for others. If you want a shortcut, ask me. Yeah. If you want me to help you to cut through one of those BS excuses, ask me because I've, I've used them all. You know, you can't tell me anything 
or I haven't used it for myself. For example, one that I always hear is, I don't think I work hard. I just really love my work. Mm. Right? And there's nothing wrong with loving your work, but you have a life. Yes. And your life should be so interesting that even though you love your work, you still want to live your life. Mm -hmm. And what I found often is that sometimes people trying to fill a void. When I have a deeper conversation with them about what's truly happening, why, why are you always opening your laptop? Why are you always on your phone? And then they feel there's something missing. And instead of working on that missing part, it is easier to just keep on working, working, working hard. So maybe you do not have to confront yourself with what's missing out there. I love that. And I think that is something that's really taking a big turn right now is so many people, I don't know, I feel like we were even brought up to be like, this is what you do. Like you work, 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 work. And I remember like as a young adult, you know, my background is really in um, academia and I'm, you know, chasing tenure and all these things. And I'm like, how are you people having kids? Like, how are you? (laughs) Like, I don't understand this. Um, And I think we're starting to finally have that shift of you can have it all if you're making your own terms. Um, If you're saying, no, I don't meet on holidays. No, I don't do work on the weekends unless, you know, I'm the same way. I'm a very inspired writer. So uh, reading a book or some of that downtime is when I'm going to get my best ideas. Right. But having that be like, you're not scheduling a a client meeting on a Sunday morning, right? No, no. And I think that's something that's really beautiful right now is this shift from people of being like, no, like I'm here to have a life, not work all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's just something that's really beautiful. Do you feel that you have systems in place that help you balance all of that time a little more? Yes, for sure. I love to work with what I call success habits. Mm -hmm. Um, and that basically are the non-negotiable things I need to do on a day. Mm -hmm. So I always really make sure that the essential tasks are done. Mm -hmm. And um, to the non-essentials is also self-care and a workout and some time for myself to meditate. I love to journal now and again. That's not a... But if I feel the need, I need to have the space to do it. So another one is that I don't want my calendar to be fully blocked. You know, back-to-back meetings, I've done that way too long. It really, that's no freedom for me. So I want to have room for the unexpected. Mm -hmm. And the unexpected can be that I'm taking the afternoon off to just, you know, go outside and eat ice cream with my kid. Or it can be that I decide to watch a movie or it can be a a client emergency that I need to hop onto. Um, But yeah, I really work with non-negotiables that I do daily um, and that really helped me. I love that. I think non-negotiables are something that are really powerful um, and such a beautiful act of self-care and self-love, right? Uh, Because if we're not carving out time for those things, we're just hopping out of bed right before our first meeting, which we're all guilty of. Like, I know that's something I've definitely been bad about over the past couple of years, but you're not making time for yourself when you're dashing from one thing to the next. 
Precisely, yeah. And and you know what? And this is very good to remember as a business owner. We, we often forget because we often think, well, I need to do that for my client. I need to be there for my client. And it's so critical for them. Your client wants 100% of your best quality. Mm. When you're always working, when you're waking up, first thing you do is check your phone, check your inbox, check your social media accounts. Has anybody said something? What do I need to do? You're constantly on because the last thing you most likely do is also still thinking about work. When you're constantly on, you're not recharging. So what does that mean? You're not giving the best quality that you would be capable of to your clients. And yes, your clients can feel that. And the truth is, it's easier to have raving fans, raving clients who recommend you to others or who keep buying from you than to find new ones. So if you really want to do it right for your clients, you need to recharge. You need to ensure that self-care is part of your daily routine. Yes. And I think boundaries is a big thing. Um, yes. I know what you're talking about in the background too. If you're not setting boundaries of when you're going to respond, then you're going to feel like you're constantly on. If it's 11 you know, PM and you hear your phone go off, you're going to be concerned. And I think one, we want to like support our clients the best we can, but two, at the end of the day, we want them to be able to support themselves. And of course there's emergencies. We all have them. Um, but you have to create those healthy boundaries for you and for your client because they need to feel they are empowered to make their own decisions and handle things that come up. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Boundaries are very important. And the other myth there is, is that we think that if we put boundaries up, we're going to push people away or clients will be upset it's not true it's actually the opposite it's like whether you have a dollar store or um what's a fancy brand um uh, louis vuitton yeah you know (laughs) the the dollar store nobody you know everything is for sale and and nobody uh, you know but louis vuitton is very special and and um and and you need to You can't just walk in there and people want to go where you can't go. So if you put up restrictions, people will admire that and they will like it. So it's really important to to put up boundaries because clients will love you for it. Mm -hmm. They won't hate you. It's really the opposite. Well, and I think too, I, the thing that comes to mind is how sometimes people seek out kind of free coaching in the DMs instead of actually working with you. And I know, right. Um, having that boundary of, Hey, like this really sounds like a coaching question. Like I'd love to hop on a call to explore coaching options. One, that's a good boundary for you, but two, it's keeping that boundary for your paying clients, which I think is really important. Like they're never going to know per se that you're like giving this free coaching in the DMs, but it's taking time away from them and from you. And that doesn't help. Well, yeah. And, and, and it's also, I, it feels like cheating on your paying clients because they are paying you for that advice that you're giving someone else for free. And a good question I always tell my clients to ask, would I do this if I was making a hundred K? Would I then still answer this question? No. Why wouldn't I? Well, I wouldn't need to. I would just tell them, get my service, get my coaching, or otherwise get lost. Yeah. 
okay, why don't you do it now? Well, because I'm actually thinking that they might want to buy from me. Okay, so you're giving it away in the hope that they're going to buy from you. Yeah, there's something wrong in that line of thinking. So really, when you're doing something like that, ask yourself, okay, what would my 100K version do? Would they say yes or would they say no? And then start acting like it. It's going to help tremendously. Yeah. And it just goes back to like you were sharing like these Lux brands, like they're not giving away a free tote bag with no purchase in the hopes that someday someone's going to drop, you know, $3,000 on a purse, right? They don't have to, they don't have to do that. (laughs) And neither do you like, that's the beauty of it. Yeah, precisely. I think there's yeah. a lot of ways that you can be accessible for people. You know, there is putting out free content and having a wide range of services. So there are different um, price points that people can work with you and things. But we all spend a lot of time putting out free content on our blogs and our social media. And I think there's always going to be people wanting more. So exactly like, how are you going to create that boundary of I've given a lot out? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what, how do you work with your clients? So what do you, what are some skills you work on them with? Um, skills that I work with them. Well, I, I always like to, um, start with setting a strategy. I've got three ways of working with me. I've got a group program, which is called, um, I'm going to say the nice version, get stuff done. Hey, I keep an explicit rating. So you're totally okay. <laughs> okay. Well, it, it's called get shit done um, because that really covers it is yeah. when you really want to see results, when you want to take aligned actions, no more procrastination because we're all good at that. So when you're really eager to get the work and become accountable, it's an amazing group program that's very accessible for everyone. And then I have two one-on-one options to work with me. One is for more the starting entrepreneur that is putting in a lot of work, a lot of effort, but doesn't see the results coming in. And they get frustrated because how can it be? And then you get that comparison disease, you know, oh, but they are, how, you know, I don't know what's happening. Why are they making this? Why am I not? And then, oh, I'm taking a new course. Oh, I'm doing this. Oh, oh my God, it's exhausting. So I help them to really streamline, do what you love and and start seeing the results that you're after in less time. And then I work one-on-one with the more well-established entrepreneurs that have everything set up that is actually running, you know, their business is running well and and they're extremely happy. They just work too much. Mm -hmm. So how do I bring the hours back? And what I'm a very firm believer of, using your strengths we're all different um and too often we try to be a round how do you say that a round peg in a a, a square i don't know oh yeah that's the thing yeah (laughs) you know i'm a very firm believer that you are amazing just the way you are Mm. but use what you've got do what you do well and build on that so i don't have one um technique for everyone i do have one um signature framework but i believe that everybody needs to use their strengths more and then it becomes easier it becomes more fun and because it becomes more fun you do it quicker and because you do it quicker you free up time so you can do something else so yeah that's that's what i really like to do 
Oh, I love that. And it looks like you're offering some free 30 minute consultation calls to our listeners. So I'm super excited about that. Um, if you're listening, we're going to have those down in the show notes where you can book a strategy session, connect on LinkedIn and Instagram and start soaking up all of this beautiful knowledge that Yvonne is sharing about getting your time back. Yes, I guarantee you that when you have a call with me, I can give you back 20% of your time. That's amazing. So, yeah, if you, if you, you know, I'm always open to a chat and um, I'm, I'm very sure that I can give you that percentage of back time. Oh, back. Yeah. I love that. So make sure to hop on one of those calls, binge her content and let's get you some time back because I think that's something we can all use a little bit more of. So thank you so much for sharing your story and some tips for our listeners about not being a workaholic in their business because they don't have to be. Precisely. You're absolutely welcome. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much, Jade. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Welcome to the Hitting Turbulence Podcast, a place where we discuss the beautiful ups and downs of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Dr. Jade Gary, but just call me Jade. I'm a course creation expert and an intuitive business mentor. I help women package up their brilliance into impactful courses, programs, webinars, videos, and more. But we dive so much deeper by tapping into my intuitive and spiritual gifts. I love helping women harness their power and potential by connecting more deeply with themselves via tarot, crystals, pendulums, and other powerful tools. I'm so excited that you are tuning in to this episode starting 